In 2013, the disappearance and subsequent discovery of a girl's body in a hotel water tank shocked the world and sparked numerous theories and investigations. The Cecil Hotel, where today's case took place, pertains in its history the death record of more than 60 people. It has also hosted several criminals, including serial killers. In addition, more than 15 paranormal and unexplained events happened there. The reputation of the hotel ended up going down an unwanted route and the hotel's name was changed to Stay on Main. It became evident that the change didn't help much because just two years later, this case happened. Now, we are going to talk about the mysterious and disturbing case of Elisa Lam. Hello everyone, I hope you are doing alright. I'm Fabio Carvalho and this is the Mystery Archive Project. Follow us on the streaming platform you are listening to now to receive notification whenever a new episode comes out. To see the photos of this case, just follow us on Instagram at mystery underscore archive or on our YouTube channel. Now, let's have a good look in today's case. Elisa Lam was the daughter of Chinese immigrants David and Ina Lam, and she was born on the 3rd of April 1991 in Vancouver, Canada, where she lived all of her life. In 2013, aged 21, she wanted to take a trip across the United States, departing from San Diego, pass through Los Angeles, Santa Cruz, and finally arriving in San Francisco when she would return. She would take this trip alone and it would be a time to rest and reflection. It is worth noting that the young woman suffered from bipolar disorder, but even though she was fully medicated and had not had any manifestation of the disorder for a long time, her parents were still afraid to let her go. Elisa promised that she would talk with them all of the time, in particular updating her blog with pictures and texts from her trip. Her parents ended up letting her go. Elisa arrived in San Diego on the 22nd of January and stayed there until the 26th, when she went to Los Angeles, the second city on the itinerary. There is no exact information about where she stayed between the 26th and 27th, as the next record found was her check-in at the Cecil Hotel, which took place on the 28th of January. The hotel was opened in 1927, classified as three stars, is well known for being inexpensive and having the option of both single rooms and shared rooms for travelers. The turnover of the people in these shared rooms is quite high. Sometimes travelers spend just one night and continue the journey, however, others spend more time in the city and stay longer. During the days of Elisa's stay, some of the travelers who had spent a few days in the same room as hers went to the hotel reception complaining that she was acting strangely with her roommates. The details of this behavior were never detailed anywhere 
and the hotel's lawyer limited himself to saying the words strange behavior. The hotel ended up talking to Elisa and gave her a single room to finish her stay, which would last until the 31st of January. Elisa continually updated her blog posts and kept her commitment to call her parents every day. However, on her last day, the 31st, she didn't call, which made them very worried. On the 1st of February, Ina, her mother, called the hotel wondering if they could reach her daughter. The receptionist saw in the hotel's system that Elisa should have checked out, a thing that she didn't do or hadn't asked for an extended stay either. The staff tried to transfer the call to the room, but it was returning to reception every time. The staff decided to send someone to the room and requested Ina to call back in a few minutes, but she didn't think twice and called the police immediately. Upon arrival at the hotel, the police were informed by the receptionist that Elisa's room was locked. They managed to get in to check her, but unfortunately she wasn't there. However, her wallet with the documents and passport were all there. The police started talking to some people in the hotel, but they didn't find anything. So, due to the facts, Elisa was declared missing that same day. In the days that followed, she didn't show up and the police searched the hotel. Not all rooms were checked. They did as much as possible as they could only do a full sweep if there was evidence of a crime. On the 6th, the police began distributing both printed and online leaflets. From that moment on, the case became of public interest. On the 15th, the police released some images from the elevator of the hotel where Elisa was last seen. They had these tapes since the first day she had disappeared, but after two weeks without finding her, they released them, maybe trying to get some help from people. The images are weird, and he within begins the strangest part of this case. In them, it's possible to see Elisa normally entering the elevator and pressing practically all of the buttons of the panel. She waits for the door to close, which it doesn't. She steps out and looks quickly both ways and return, standing in the corner of the elevator as if hiding. Once again, she looks outside until she leaves, walks to the side, returns and leaves again. The strangest thing here is that for all of this time, the elevator door does not close. Elisa stays out again for a while until she returns and press all of the buttons again. Once again, she leaves and starts moving her hands as if she's talking to someone until after a few seconds, she goes away. The door remains open for some time until it closes and goes to the floors selected by Elisa. 
Over the following days, the hotel reception began to receive some calls from guests saying that the water was tasting really weird. This happened several times, so the hotel sent a maintenance team to check the water tanks. And there, inside of one of them, they found Elisa's body. She was naked, but her clothes, the same ones seen by the elevator camera, were in the water with her. Investigations began. Everyone who saw Elisa during her trip reported that she had always been alone. One of the last people to see her was the owner of the shop next to the hotel. She said Elisa bought books and music records for her family, who seemed to have plans to return home to give some gifts when got there. The police tried to make the route from the place where she was last seen to the place where she had been found. It was identified that there were two ways to get there. One would be through a door with direct access to the terrace, but which for security reasons was always locked, and open it without the security code would sound an alarm. The other way would be through the fire escape, in which she should go through a window. From the security camera footage, Elisa seemed to be going through a mental breakdown and no one was seen with her upon filming. Taking into account her apparent state of disarray, it would be very difficult for her to take the external route to reach the terrace. In addition to discovering this path on her own, when she got there, she would have had to climb a ladder of about 3 meters, opened a 10 kilogram lid, and, upon entering, closed the lid. Fingernail material was collected to verify if there was any kind of defense reaction, possibly indicating plausible physical abuse. The autopsy confirmed that Elisa had no signs of physical aggression. The medications she regularly took were identified in her system, but no other substance such as alcohol or any other illicit drug were found. The final report says that the cause of death was accidental drowning. Elisa's parents, David and Ina Lam, have failed a lawsuit against the hotel, holding them responsible for the negligence that caused their daughter's death. The family's lawyer stated that the hotel should have been responsible for identifying danger points in the building. The hotel's lawyer argued that they had no reason to believe that anyone would be able to get into one of the water tanks. In addition, the direct access had a door with a password, and the external fire stairs were part of the construction's requirements. Finally, the judge in charge ruled that Elisa Lam's death was unforeseen, as it happened in an area that guests were not allowed to access. Therefore, the Sioux was dismissed. During studies of the case, 
it's common to come across several theories that include ghosts who frequent the Cecil Hotel or even another mysterious, well-executed crime. Even if these possibilities present some arguments that connect, the evidence revolves around the most logical option. Elisa accidentally drowned. But if it was all an accident, what made her act this way? Using the toxicological tests, the conclusion that makes the most sense is that she was suffering from a manic episode and her movements were nothing more than a psychomotor agitation caused by mania. She could have taken incorrect doses of medication, leading her to a state of psychosis. Perhaps the feeling that the video gives us that she was being persecuted is because she believed that, in fact, she was. The fatality that led to the death of Elisa Lam is just a sad example of the complexity and the problems of mental health and why it should be studied more and disseminated thoroughly. Mental disorders are still neglected by society, which observes them with complete ignorance of what they really are. While the investigation has its flaws, the evidence that has been released points to one unfortunate causality. The mystery surrounding Elisa Lam's death remains unexplained up until this day. Well, guys, that was today's case. Share this episode with your friends and help our channel grow. To see the photos of this case, just follow us on Instagram at mystery underscore archive or on our YouTube channel. I see you in the next case. Hey, você se interessa por crimes reais, serial killers, coisas macabras e tem um senso de humor um tanto quanto sórdido? Se sim, você não está sozinho. Se você precisa de um lugar recheado de pessoas como você, venha conhecer o podcast Pátria Amada Criminal. Todas as semanas tentamos entender o pior da humanidade. Nesse processo a gente ri, chora, fica brava, fofoca, porque afinal de contas é assim que a gente fala quando está entre amigos. Suas novas melhores amigas trevosas estão aqui no Pátria Amada Criminal. 